0: Prospect news and analysis. This is Hockey Prospect Radio with Shane Malloy and Brad Allen. It's Hockey Prospect Radio brought to you by Fractal Hockey Consulting through an integrated series of best business practices. They design solutions for hockey operations and business operations. Speak with Mike McMahon, College Hockey Insider, about some drafted college players. And Mike, this week I want to ask you about Landon Slaggard. So interesting. You know, he was third round pick of Chicago, went into his freshman year, had a really good year, like really good year, Um, played as an underage going into U-20s for the World Juniors and, you know, threw his weight around, but didn't really produce anything. Not a surprise. It's no harm, no foul for being a younger player. And then his sophomore season had a really good season with Notre Dame, I thought, and then went into their U-20s again and played really well at six points in five games and I thought his you know his career was on uptick and then his um you know he gets into the junior year and then things just didn't turn out the way he wanted to in terms of production and it it appeared to me there were some injury issues in there and things just didn't weren't you know sometimes things just don't go your way and now he's in his senior year and um, thoughts about the renaissance of him getting his game back on track because he's a point of game player so um, so far through 26 games?
1: Yeah, I think that's what we're seeing. I think he's getting a little bit of a bounce back. I do think there were some health issues there early, uh, or excuse me, in that junior year, like you said, but uh, he's a guy that he relies a lot on, on being a big, strong, physical guy, winning board battles and just kind of being a physical presence. He's not like a six foot three guy. I think he's like no. six foot or six one. Yeah. But he. He plays three, four inches taller than he is, and about 15 pounds heavier. Uh, it's kind of his game. So uh, I think you know when there are health issues, it makes it hard to play that way. Uh, if there were, if they were there, maybe he's, you know he's not as physical as, as he needs to be. Uh, now I think you're seeing that kind of come to the forefront again. Uh, and it's also hard to do that as a younger player. It's easy to maybe do it when he's uh, playing U18 and he's playing with guys his own age, right? But when he's a freshman or a sophomore and you're an 18 or 19-year-old freshman and you're playing against 22, 23-year-olds, it's kind of hard to play that type of style if that's your game.
0: You know, and I think sometimes we, depending on what league you're watching the most, and I'll, I'll point to the CHL in that standpoint, is the average age in the CHL is 18. The average age in college hockey is like 21, right? So that's the difference. But That age, yeah. that age gap is massive, right? Particularly when you are a freshman from that standpoint. And I think that's something that, I think is really critical from that standpoint is recognizing that when you're evaluating or, you know, putting the judgment on a player, you have to remind yourself, what's the, what is his peer group that he's playing against? Right. Uh, Because I think sometimes you can be unfairly critical with college players when they have a
1: down year. Yeah, I think so. Especially with that first jump, those those first couple of years, It's, it's a big jump. Uh, as we've talked about before, right? Especially for some of these guys that are that are really on the younger end of the age scale, kind of coming in as a true freshman, as an 18-year-old. So not many guys that do that. The vast majority of players are not coming in as true freshman 18-year-olds. you are either coming in at, at the very least. They're coming in as a post-grad and they're coming in at 19, usually, yeah, unless you're yeah. like a top first-round, second-round pick type of guy. It doesn't yeah. usually happen. Or sometimes it happens with the smaller programs that have to bring in a guy uh, or they run the risk of not getting them. That happens too, even yeah. on on some later round picks or some undrafted yeah. guys. They'll bring him in earlier just because they don't want to run the risk of losing him if they let him go for too long. But it's a it's a huge jump physically, mentally. Like it's it's a really big jump.
0: Hundred percent. Let's talk about Cruz Lucius because I'm curious to get your thoughts on him. And he was another guy comes out of the program uh, has a really good U18s. It gets into Wisconsin. Freshman point of game player. 34 points in 34 games. That's really rare, really rare. Um, And then this year, he's just continued on um, with not a lot of hype. Do you notice? Like, not many people are really talking about what he's done in Wisconsin because I think sometimes uh, there's other teams that are getting more love because there's so many, much more star players. But I, you got to give this kid some credit. He's having like a really good year again
1: yeah he's he's an interesting player especially where i think last year because of the fact he was on wisconsin and they weren't very good he wasn't really getting talked about very much because not not a lot i mean people were paying attention to the fact they weren't winning games but they weren't really paying attention to wisconsin as much as we were paying attention to michigan who was having a resurgence minnesota is one of the top teams in the country michigan state was having a resurgence so uh, we weren't really paying attention to wisconsin last year and now this year He's having a really good year again, like you said, and they are really good. And it's almost like it's getting lost behind the fact that that Wisconsin program has turned themselves around, and everyone's talking about the job that Mike Hastings and his staff has done. And Cruz Lucius is kind of getting you know lost in the shuffle again. But like you said, all all we've got here is a kid who's come in as an eighteen-year-old and has been a point per game player through his freshman and sophomore year. That does not happen very often, Uh, especially not a guy, especially for guys that aren't drafted. You know, outside of the first round, it's not usually how it goes. There's usually a little bit of a uh, of a period where they've got to, to get accustomed to, to just the pace and, and the strength the guys are playing against. He's been, he's been great. He's been absolutely great through two years.
0: Yeah. It's interesting. Cause that's a, a Carolina fourth round draft pick. And you know, you we know that, about that right now, right. You know, and, and no one's really kind of like paid attention to that. And I was just really curious to see, you know, how that was playing out for him in that situation. And it, I think the kids shown, like a tremendous amount of growth in his game in that respect. So kudos to him in, you know, in that respect and didn't even like, didn't get to go onto that world junior team either. So that was a whole interesting thing too, as well. So um, I want to get your thoughts on, on Ryan Comney as well, from that standpoint, like he is, you know, university, New Hampshire, um la king's pick sixth round pick thoughts on him as an overall player
1: yeah he's been a I mean we, you notice that unh team has turned it around this year they're outperforming expectations everywhere uh you know i had them picked along with everybody else for probably 45th to 60th in the country yeah. to look at the total team rankings they're top 20 right now and in 16th overall in the paralyzed and they were in you know top 15 for quite a bit here in the first half he's a big reason why leading their team in scoring again a, a freshman that comes in and makes an impact it doesn't happen yeah. very often but he's come in and made a huge impact for them and really it's been in all areas it's not it hasn't just been from a scoring standpoint although that's been very helpful uh especially for a team that that's lacked it for the last couple of years uh but he's come in and helped them really in every area uh which is It's what they needed. They needed young, impactful players to turn their program around. Uh, I don't know. I don't know that they expected him to give to make this type of impact this early in his career. uh, But he came in. It's a good example of a kid that comes into a program with opportunity, right? So many players look to go to top programs all the time. Well, sometimes it's it's about opportunity, especially if you're a player that needs to develop and needs to get a chance to play. You're not going to get better without playing. So uh, he took an opportunity at UNH where he kind of knew. Hey, if I go into this situation, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna be leaned on right away. I'm gonna get an opportunity to play right away. Uh, and he's made a big impact in doing so, as opposed to, you know, you go to one of the top if you're a player like him, you go to one of the top programs in the country, maybe you gotta sit and wait a little bit because you got juniors and seniors ahead of you or however it may be. Uh it, it's a good example of a kid who went to a place where he was gonna have an opportunity and has taken full advantage of it.
0: Yeah, I mean he had a really exceptional offensive year in USHL. And that's a hard league to score in. And he was a rookie that year and he got 62 points in 60 games. And then went two points and two games in the playoffs. Um comes in as a as a freshman, and he's got 23 points in 20 games. Like it's just um, you know, I, I just I don't think we can discount that from that standpoint. And it's like I don't want to always compare it to the CHL, but this is what ends up happening with guys who are just like drafted and it's their draft plus one year. And they look at, okay, what's this player doing in in this NHL system and what players doing in that. And you always have to, like, to me, I always make sure I remember the college hockey players are playing against older, bigger, faster, stronger players. And the average age is, you know, two to three years, depending on the conference higher than their CHL, you know, comparables. And that changes everything you know, from that standpoint. So, you know, I think probably hockey East the average is 20 and maybe some other conferences are 21. But still, if you're playing against an you're 18, you're playing against a 20 year old. That's difference. That's a massive difference between playing against another 18 year old, Uh, particularly if that 20 year old has played, you know, three years of junior A in Canada and that's come in and he's now a, you know, a sophomore, you know, and he's 20 that's significant and I don't think a lot of people give these players credit for that. So, but once again, Mike, thanks for coming on the show. Really appreciate the insight for the college hockey prospects and look forward to speaking to you next week.
1: Sounds good. Looking forward to it.
0: All right. We're going to take a short break on hockey prospect radio. Stay stay tuned for hour two and we'll be back right after these important messages. Every play, every stat, every breakdown, On their own, they're essential, but altogether, they're undeniable. Introducing Huddle Instat, a new advanced data platform that integrates with sports code and every huddle product you rely on to create an all-in-one data powerhouse. Huddle Instat's advanced tagging and next-level stat reports help you develop your team, and its global film library helps you find the missing piece to get the most out of every second of film. Visit huddle.com backslash hpr to learn more.